Dunfermline Athletic Former Players Association podcast is sponsored by Starna Apparel. Affordable and stylish clothing born on the terraces. Visit their website, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Welcome to the third episode of the Dunfermline Athletic Former Players Association podcast Walking Down the Holbeath Road, where we will reminisce about yesteryear at East End Park and the players who have been lucky enough to wear the famous black and white stripes. I'm your host, Mikey Mokkevich, and on this episode, we speak to a club legend from the Jimmy Calderwood era. A player who amassed 84 caps for his country, had experience playing in the UEFA Cup and the Champions League before joining the Pars in the summer of 2000. He would make 200 appearances for the club, including scoring the iconic opening goal in the 2004 Scottish Cup final. So sit back, grab a bovril, and enjoy this one with Andreas Skerla. In from Dipsy... And it's gone in. Dunfermline have the lead. It's Andrea Skerla, a looping header, which didn't look to be too menacing, but it found its way in. And six minutes from half time, Dunfermline have the lead. So, Andreas, thanks for joining us on the third episode of the Walking Down the Holbeath Road podcast. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. It's great to speak to you. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, yes, Michael. Brilliant. Top man. So, we'll start off. You you were born in Vilnius on the 27th of April, 1977. So, what, what was childhood like for you in Lithuania? Oh... It was a long time ago, so I'm born in the, you know, in Soviet Union. It was a different time. If you if you see right now how how the people live and, uh, uh, but uh, I had a very good childhood, and uh, at that time we didn't have uh, you know any computers, uh, any any phones, you know, we spent all the time, you know, outside, we are kicking the ball, playing basketball or so many, any sport games. So the childhood was, uh, for me, I think it's very good. You know, when I see right now the kids, what they are doing, you know, they sitting at home, uh, just playing the games or, or, don't know, watching TVs, then I think that I had very good childhood. Brilliant, mate. And- What's your memories of football as a kid? Did you always no, that, want to be a footballer? It's difficult to say. I I, I, ne- I never thought, you know, that I'm going to be the football player. I never thought that you can play football and earn the money, you know. For me, it was just the fun. And uh, uh, I really like to kick that ball, you know, and I really like to play the football. And at that time... You know, Soviet Union times, uh, we had a very good team in Lithuania. We played in the uh, in top league in Russia. You know, 
So in every game, you know, from the seven years, I was I was visiting those those games, you know, with the father and uh, after myself. And uh, for me, it was something special. At that time, the football in Lithuania was very popular, so the stadium was always full. So it makes a big effect on me, you know. And uh, uh, I really like to play that football every time when I go to the to the game every time when I come back uh, I was running outside uh, bring the ball and play the football brilliant mate and you get the opportunity to sign for the local team Zalgiris in 1993 was that a proud moment for you the times have changed you know when we become independent uh, country you know the the football level uh, was dropped a lot. So uh, the Zalgiri started to play in Lithuanian league and uh, in Lithuanian league, you know, those players. At that time, Zalgiris, Vilnius, it was like national team, you know, the best players, all, all the people, all the uh, coaches uh, was working for, for that team, you know. So that team had uh, the best players. So for them to compete in that league was very easy and uh, dramatically everything is dropped, you know. But uh, the name of Zalgiris, of course, it was a big name in Lithuania. It was uh, one of the best, the best, I think, the club, the best club, you know, in Lithuania. So for every child to sign for that club, it was something, uh, you know, big. Brilliant, mate. In 1995-96 was your first professional season as a football player. How, how did you find that, playing playing professional football? You know, at the time, uh, the clubs didn't have a lot of foreigner players, so so they gave me the chance. They gave, you know, a lot of chances to young players, and uh, uh, I think uh, it helps me. It helps me to be a better player, to play, you know, to start early to play adult football, you know, against good players. And uh, it helps me a lot, you know, for the future. Perfect, mate. The following season, you play in the UEFA Cup and you play Aberdeen. Oh, what? it was very good memory. What is your memories of, of the two, two games against Aberdeen? I think the first one we go beat at home, I think 3-1 or 4-1, 4-1. 4-1. Yeah. 4-1, yeah, we go beat at home. And I still remember our, our uh, you know, trip to, to, to Aberdeen. We get a flight to the London and uh, the bus was waiting for us to travel to Aberdeen. Wow. Can, can, you, can you imagine? We, <laughs> we've been traveling all the night and uh, we arrived to Aberdeen, I think, four or five o'clock in the morning. And the next day, not next day, but the same day at the evening time, we had a game against Aberdeen. Wow. And can you believe all the night we were traveling in, in the bus, you know, we are sleeping on the floor and uh, we arrived at five o'clock. The coach made a training in the morning after the breakfast about 11 or 12 o'clock. So we still had the training. And then uh, evening time we go and we beat uh, Aberdeen 3-1. It was something special. I was... Still young, the young player, you know, and uh, after the first game, when we go beat 3-1, nobody expects us, you know, to go there and to win the game. And uh, I, I still remember the uh, the game. It was 2-0 for us. And uh, one of the guys was running to the goal to bring the ball and was running to the middle. I was I was screaming, what are you doing? 
<laughs> why why you, you so you know in a rush you know we are winning to zero i don't even think that we we must score three goals you know four goals you know to go through at that time but but it was it, it was funny moment and uh, it's a good experience for me and i remember that game very well Brilliant. your first taste of european football and there was more more to follow at your next club but that season Am I right in saying you guys were runners-up for the league title, but you won the Lithuanian Cup? Yeah, exactly that year, yes. We go beat, I think the, it was the last game against one of the team from Lithuania. It was almost equal points, but we go beat that game. The referee didn't help us. <laughs> <laughs> of course, at that time, the refereeing was very bad. But not about that. We go beat. We go beat and uh, we lost the championship, uh, but we won the cup that year. Brilliant. And during that time, we'll touch more on your international um, career, but you did make your debut against Indonesia on the 3rd of November 1996. What's your memories of, of making your debut for your country? It was something special, you know. I was still... I was still young player you know at that time about 90 year old and uh, uh, yes it was a, a friendly game the coach brings me to the team and uh, of course it was difficult difficult to expect that i will i will play in that game but uh, i get a chance and uh, it was my first game for the national team and uh, from that point you know everything started probably mate and from from that kind of time you then get the opportunity to sign for a massive club in Holland, PSV Eindhoven, uh, who was managed by Dick Advocate. How, how did that move come about, Andreas? And did you have other clubs interested in Europe? To be honest, after that season, uh, in the last game, we played, uh, we played in Lithuania, you know, and at that game, was visiting the, you know, the, the coach and the, uh, uh, the president of uh, Russian club of Dynamo Moscow. He wanted to bring three of uh, three of us from that team. So it was almost everything agreed that we uh, after the new year we will go, you know, to Dynamo Moscow and sign the contract. But after one week, the president of Zalgiris he met me and told me that there is a very good opportunity to go to the Holland. And uh, he says to me that I want you to go there and try yourself, you know. I could sign the contract for Dynamo Moscow without a trial, but uh, when you get the opportunity to go to the club like uh, PSV Eindhoven, I spent there for a month. And at that time, all the all the players had a holiday. You know, I spent all my holiday in in Holland to train with the first team, and I had a very good time. And uh, the coach at that time was Dick Advocate, and he invited me after the New Year. And when I hear that I'm going to sign the contract, I was very happy. But what I want to say, he wanted to sign me and they already had a club for me in Belgium. They wanted to to move me there for one season, you know, to see how I am settled, settled in that country and what they can, you know, expect from me. Brilliant. What what was Dick Advocate like as a manager, Andres? You know, at that time, you know, I, I was still young and this coach helps me a lot. You know, he knew that I am uh, young. I am from East, East, East Block country, you know. 
uh, for me it was very difficult as well. I didn't speak uh, any language, so I needed to learn uh, my my Netherlands. Uh, so for me it was very difficult, but he see that uh, I can I can do something, you know. And that time I was, you know, the young guy, so. It was a lot of young guys at PSV, you know, from different countries. And uh, every year arrives, you know, a lot of them. So the concurrence is very big. And you don't have a, a lot of time, you know, to prove that you are good enough. You know, you must go there and you must be better than those players who are there. Yeah. And do you remember making your debut for PSV? Yes. I remember that game and uh, at that time was a lot of stars in that team and uh, uh, the Yapstam get injured and suddenly I get a chance. The, the coach says, you're going to play and it was a away game against Utrecht and uh, uh, they had at that time very good striker, Michael Moles, as you yeah, remember from Glasgow Rangers. So after that season, he signed the contract, uh, the advocate signed the contract for Rangers and he signed the Michael Moles, you know, for that team. And uh, we won that game, 1-0, so I played well. So everybody was, you know, very surprised uh, that uh, Michael Moles didn't score the goal. So, of course, I, I was very happy. And uh, in that season, I, I've got another five games, you know, to play under uh, Dick Advocate. I didn't play a lot. I understand that there is a lot of big stars in that club. A lot of international from Holland, from Belgium, you know, from different countries. It was good experience. Yeah, fantastic. And then the following season, uh, a real legend in British football, Bobby Robson, comes to the club. What was your memories of working with, with Bobby? So he's, he's a real gentleman, you know. What I remember from that time, uh, I think he came second time to PC8 Hoven. So he was there before and, uh, you know, this is legend. I, I would say this is a legend, you know. After the trainings, we always get, we get, at that season, we got about 17 new players because all those stars away, are, are you know, signed the contract for the big clubs. Uh, Philip Cocu for Barcelona, Yap Stam for Manchester United, Bodevin Zenden, you know, signed for Barcelona. Uh, some players uh, signed for English Premier League club, so a lot of them left, and they was building, you know, trying to build a new team. And uh, how everything started? They bring us one week before the preseason, all the foreign players, and we needed to learn uh, Netherlands, you know, from eight in the morning till the eight evening, twelve hours, you know. Five days, so they, they put the program. I don't know. It it was crazy, you know, from eight till eight, you know, to learn Netherlands. So they wanted us to settle down as quick as possible because uh, the language barrier was very big. And uh, in that season, that season was very very difficult for all of us. We had a lot of uh, good players. The root Nistelrooy, you know, the signed when Nistelrooy the signed Van Bommel signed the contract over there. So. They've been very young players, same age as me, but, uh, you know, the biggest problem was a lot of foreigners and the language barrier, you know, between all of us. Yeah, that, that season you, you play 17 games, uh, including three games in the Champions League. 
So your first taste of Champions League football. How, how was that experience against Kaiserslautern and Benfica? For me, as a young guy, you know, okay, I wasn't so young. At that time, I was about 20, 21, something like that. But uh, it was something special, you know, when you, when you, at that time, just before, when you played uh, in Lithuania, you watched those games, you know, Champions League on Wednesday nights. And you never, you know, think that you can play there. It was something, you know, unreal for me. And to get the chance to play in Champions League, it, it was something, you know, special. And uh, uh, I would say it was one of the biggest games in my in my life at that age, you know, at a young age. And uh, when I see to my career, it, it never happens again. Yeah, big experience. And then the following season, Bobby Robson leaves and a, a new manager comes in, Eric Jaretz. Is that correct? Yes. Um, you then you then struggle to to get into the team and find yourself with injuries. Was was that a tough experience for you? No, the people I don't know the the writing. I, I didn't get any injuries. I, I was fit. Uh, I never had something you know, you know, very very big injuries in in PCV. Uh, I must be you know. I must to tell true. I I I wasn't better you know. I wasn't better than those players who who brings, you know, he brings a lot of players as well. So, you know, every time the new came, manager came, you know, he, he always bringing some new players. And for me, it was very difficult to get in, you know, to the team. And uh, I understand that. And uh, that year I was playing mostly, you know, for the second one. We won the championship as well with the second one. But uh, I had maybe... Only three games, just the three games, you know, for the first team. I always was sitting on the bench, but uh, I didn't get a chance. And I understand that I need, I need, you know, to move on, you know, from there because uh, in that in that team, as I said, you know, every year are coming new players, new promising players, and uh, I've been there for two and a half years, and uh, I, I wanted to play. I wanted to yeah. play, and uh, the biggest joy for a football player, you know, to play every Saturday. As you say, you, you found yourself frustrated. You then get the opportunity to to leave the club. Did you have offers, plenty of offers to, to go to other clubs? I can't, I can't say that I had plenty of offers. Uh, it was some teams from from Holland, you know. Uh, I've been on trial in uh, one of the Bundesliga team. Uh, uh, they wanted to sign me, but uh, in the last moment, uh, they... I think go go they go beat and went to the second Bundesliga. So I didn't want it to sign as well for the, for the team in second Bundesliga. Just you know, I've got opportunity to go to Scotland. So you get the opportunity to to join a club called Dunfermline Athletic. I'm guessing you didn't know much about Dunfermline Athletic. Um, to be honest, yes, I didn't know much. I didn't know much, but uh, I knew that Scotland they had uh, they have very good teams, you know, like Glasgow Rangers and Celtic. And uh, if you see the those players, those 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 teams are playing, you know, in the Scottish Premier League, you you can think that there is quite good competition, you know. And uh, for me, for me, it was most important, you know, to go and play. So I didn't think much about. The money about uh, something, you know, I wanted to play and to prove that I can play at that level. 
Brilliant. And Jimmy Calderwood signed you. Did Did you know Jimmy Calderwood from his time at NEC? I think a couple of times we meet uh, the teams, PCV against uh, his team, you know, and uh, uh, exactly. I was playing those games, so maybe then from those games he knew me. Cool. And you signed for Dunfermline the summer of 2000, along with Marco Routenbeek, the goalkeeper <laughs> from Holland, and also a player that I'd like to ask you about is Youssef Rossi. What was your memories of Youssef Rossi at Dunfermline? So, to be honest, he was a big player, you know. He has, I think, uh, about more than 100 games for the national team, you know, of, uh, of Morocco. He played in World uh, Champion and Africa Nation, nation Cup, you know. So, he was a big player, you know. But for him, it was difficult as well. So, uh, he didn't speak English. He played well. But uh, I think, you know, in his country, he's a big star. And maybe he expected something more, you know, from from our team or, or, or I don't know. The the life as well is different, you know, in Scotland. He's from Morocco, it's sunny country, you know. Uh, in Scotland, uh, a little bit rain. You can see <laughs> a, a lot of rain, a lot of rain, you know. So for him was, I think, very difficult to settle down, you know, in Scotland. Mm-hmm. You then make your debut against a club you played against before, Aberdeen. Do you remember much about your debut and you got the man of the match performance? I think we drew, no? It was a draw. 0-0. It's the first game. I remember that game. First game, I still remember, yeah. It was a draw. It was a draw. But, uh, you know, I, I I really like Scotland. I don't know. For me, it's very, very good memories from there. And... Uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't need you know good weather to play football. For me, the weather in Scotland was the best weather what I can uh, have you know to play football. I like uh, you know cloudy days, you know I like the rain, you know I like the pitches, you know the pitches was very good, you know. What what you want more, you know? Yeah, that season you score your first goal for Dunfermline against Glasgow Celtic in the Scottish Cup. What's your memories of that one? It was a cup game, I think, yeah, 2-2. Yeah, yeah, Scottish Cup. Uh, yeah, I didn't score a lot of goals, you know. Uh, I didn't score, but uh, uh, in my career, all the goals, you know, uh, I had some very important goals, you know, in my career. So, uh, and uh, against big clubs, so like a Celtic. I remember that game. I remember very well, you know, to score the goal, it's nice, always it's nice, but to score the goal against Celtic, it's even more nice. And you got your wish that season. You play 44 games for, for Dunfermline. Uh, the club finished ninth in the league. Um, there was a lot of pre- paper talk about you joining Dick Advocate at Rangers. Was there much truth in that? I, I can't say. I can't say. I didn't have any contacts, maybe some rumours about that. But uh, for me, it was the first first season Full season, you know, in a in a adult football, you know, when I play full season and it was 44 games. For me, it was something, you know, very difficult. And after that season, uh, I couldn't uh, find my game, you know, for uh, I think five or six months. I was so tired. Uh, even after the season, uh, we had a holiday, but it wasn't enough for me. And uh, what I remember from that first season, uh, in the second one, we started very, very well but then we had you know very bad spell i think and 
physically and uh, I don't know I felt I don't know in my head and my body was something you know different I needed to use again you know to 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 that game and it was a difficult time for me I remember yeah the following season like you say we we started really well we won 5-2 against Motherwell uh, Jack yes. De Geer scored two on his debut we then won 2-0 at St. Johnson, but I think we played Rangers the third game and got heavily defeated. So like you say, that we started off so well and then it, yes. it dropped a little bit. But some of the players you come up against from that season on, Michael Moles, Chris Sutton, Henrik Larson, Shot Avaladze, John Hartson, Stillian Petrov. What's your memories of these top, top players? Was it tough to play against these guys? So all of them are very big players, very good players. But the, the the biggest nightmare, I would say, the biggest nightmare in Scotland for me it was Henrik Larsson. You know, I don't know. I, I think I played about 20, 20 games against Celtic. You know, during those five years, and he scored more than twenty goals. I think like that. He's unbelievable player. So for me to play against him was very difficult. Of course, against those. Those players like uh, Arveladze, Michael Moles, of course, they are very, very, very good and big players as well. It's not easy to play against them, but Henrik Larsson, he was something special. Yeah, very special player. We, we finished sixth that season, so we finished in the top six, so the club seemed to be progressing. Um, you also scored your first league goal against Motherwell. Do you, do you remember that one? Against Motherwell? Uh, something I remember. It was not nice goal. No, <laughs> not <laughs> nice it, goal. I think with it my hips, off I your side. With my hip, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember now. <laughs> Very bad goal. Like, like I say, that the the club seemed to be progressing. Was there a, a feeling in the dressing room that the club was on the up under Jimmy Calderwood? Uh, I really like the style. I really like the trainings, uh, what he offered us, you know, and uh, what he wanted, uh, how he wanted to play us. You know, he spent a lot of time in Holland and uh, the football in Holland uh, is uh, totally different than in Scotland. But he tried, you know, to bring something new ideas, you know, from there and uh, to put that to the Scottish football. So uh, for me, it was it was nice time. It was nice time and uh, good experience as well. Brilliant, Andreas. And then the following season, 2002-2003, we finished fifth in the league, so more progress. Again, you play 42 games. Um, some of the players that come in that season are Craig Brewster, Derek Stilley, Noel Hunt and David Grondon from Arsenal. So have you got any memories of, of these kind of players and, and when they come in, did they improve the squad? Of course, Craig Brewster, he improved a lot how they play together with uh, Stevie Crawford. And uh, uh, you can see in the next couple of years, you know, how, how good they played uh, uh, up front, how they understand each other. Of course, David Grondin came from Arsenal. I don't know if he played a lot. I don't think so. He played a lot, but he had a quality as well. So who else you mentioned? Uh, no Hunt. Noel Hunt, yeah, he's a good yeah. player. Yeah, I think he made uh, he made a very good career in England after. So he was an interesting player as well. Yeah, the squad seemed to keep improving. Then the following season, massive improvement again. 
We're fighting for third position in the league. We end up finishing fourth position. During that season, we install a plastic pitch. What, what's your memories of the plastic you know, pitch? When I remember the time about that plastic pitch, you know, I can compare right now. Now we are playing a lot of games on plastic pitches here in Lithuania. The quality, of course, is totally different. But we still have, you know, the pitches like we had in Dunfermline. You know, we're not playing the games, uh, league games over there on those pitches, but some young guys, you know, some academies, yeah, the, the, the pitches like that. It, it was it was totally different, you know. It was very hard pitch. I mean, uh, not, not only hard to play, but it was hard to run on that pitch. After, uh, you know, the game, my muscles, you know, and uh, all the body was, you know, was screaming. It was pain, very big pain. And if you fell on that uh, that pitch, so you burn everything. So the, the the first, I think that was first generation of that pitch. It was so bad. It was very bad. Yeah, I, I'm guessing uh, the players, all the players didn't like playing on that uh, surface. You know, on especially on that uh, kind of the pitch, you know, on those uh, first generation, you know, plastic pitches was dif- difficult. But uh, if you see right now what kind of the pitches they can produce, you know, so you can play it. It's no problem. The pitch is always, always good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, of course, to play on the grass is something, uh, something different, you know. Yeah, and, and that season the the club reached the Scottish Cup final. What was your memories of of the build up to the the cup final? I remember it was a lot of people from the family and uh, that week before before uh, the cup final. It it was something special in the in the town in the family. You know the people was talking were talking about that final. All very very excited. You know we as a player as well. We, we wanted to play there and uh, we made a very good journey, you know, to be there. So it was a special moment, I think, for all of us. And was there a belief going into the final we could win it? It's difficult to say, but uh, if you remember the week before uh, before the cup final, we played Celtic in Parkhead and we beat them 2-1. And it shows that we can do something, you know. So it's not only Celtic, we can make a problem for them. And if you remember that game, it, it wasn't easy at the, the beginning for Celtic. They had the chances, of course, some chances to score the goals. But uh, after first half, the score was totally different, you know, what they expected. And, and speaking of the first half, you, you then score the, the very famous goal. Very funny goal. When, when I see that goal, a very funny goal. I think maybe it was a foul fault, you know, on the goalkeeper. I don't know, but when you when you playing in England or in Scotland, uh, the referees never give the foul. Here in Lithuania, I think in, in some different countries, it's 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 foul, you know. But there, you can fight for the ball, and the referee never whistle, you know. And what's your memories of the celebrations and scoring that goal? No, it was it was something special. Of course, the the the, the stadium is full. You know, about fifteen thousand uh, supporters for from Dunfermline and the atmosphere. You know what they see that a lot of people, you know, Celtic people, 
very surprised what's happened. They don't even understand what's happened. It was quiet, you know. Uh, only our fans were celebrating. <laughs> Again, though, when you go in at half time, was was there a belief we we could win win this game and bring the cup home? Uh, yeah, the Jimmy Calder was talking that uh, we need to believe that we can do something, you know, and uh, to keep as long as possible that result. And it looks it looks good, you know. It it wasn't bad till the till the first goal, and uh, of course we remember that corner. After wish we could get a penalty, and uh, we never know if we, if we score that penalty or something like that. You know how how the games will finish. You know, but uh, it happens. It happens that we consider the goal, but when we consider the goal, it was very difficult. So Celtic started to believe, and uh, they can beat us. And uh, it's a good, it's a very good team. At that time, it was very good team. And and that man you mentioned earlier, Henrik Larsson, which was his last game for Celtic. Yes. Creates some magic and wins a cup for, for Celtic, unfortunately. Yes, that's right. Very frustrating. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Walking Down the Holbeath Road. We would also like to thank our sponsors at Inverkeething Hillfield Swifts 2017s. The Swifts are an SFA quality marked community group and have competitive teams for every age group from mini kickers through to amateur level football. So if you're interested in youth football, why not check out their website www.swiftsfc.com. The, the following season, 2004-2005, the, the management team depart to Aberdeen. Were the players aware of Jimmy Calderwood leaving the club or was that a surprise for you? Of course, it, it was a sign, you know, that something happened at, at the club, you know. As I remember, all of us, we, we get paid cuts, you know, and uh, we all understand that... Uh, there is a problem with the money. So, and when you when you see and when you know that there is a problem with the money, so of course, if you want to improve, you need to make the team every year, you know, better, better, and better. And at that time, uh, I think the Fairman couldn't afford, you know, to do that, and uh, that affected us a lot. So the the coaches had changed. Some players left, some important players left, so we didn't replace them with quality players. So it was a very difficult season for us. And that season, you play European football again uh, in the UEFA Cup. What, what's your memories of playing the, the two games against the, the Icelandic teams? You know, I have very good experience, not only from Dunfermline. Later on, when I went you know, to, to, to play in Poland and... Uh, we get the same, exactly the same, uh, same story. We won the cup in Poland and uh, we went to play in uh, Europa League, you know, qualification. And uh, the biggest problem for the clubs like, uh, you know, the family and, and like uh, that team when I was playing in, in Poland, when you arrive, you know, to play in Europa League games, it's totally different. It's totally different, you know, international football you don't have any experience, you know, to play there. And doesn't matter against who you play, against lower team or, or, or better team. Even those lower teams, you know, if you play, they play every year there. That team from uh, Iceland, you know, they play there every year. And they have experience. And uh, 
even if if we are better team uh, you know it can happen like that it happens exactly the same story in Poland we played Kazakhstan Kazakh team from Kazakhstan you know we won first game and we went to play there we go beat the the fans was furious you know what is Kazakhstan but that those teams you know those teams uh, are playing there every year and the experience to play there is uh, you know if you don't have experience it's very difficult yeah and that that season like you say was was very very tough for the club towards the end of the season david hay is removed as manager and jim leishman comes in to try and save us from rele- relegation what, what what's your memories of of jim coming in in the two games against dundee and then dundee united you know it is a very difficult time for the uh, for the manager to come in and to change something but he did that uh, he inspired us, you know, and he make us believe that we can stay in the league. And when I remember that, uh, not the last game, but the game in Dundee when we won and uh, celebration, it was like, uh, like we won the league, like we won the league. And uh, three games to go, I think it was minus six points, something like that. It was, it, it looks like it's not possible to do that. I, I, I still think it was a miracle for us, you know, to do that. So. At least the uh, end of the season was 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 good for us, you know, not 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 to relegate. Brilliant. And then again, 40 appearances that season. So another tiring season for you. Were were you looking to leave the club by this point? Were you at a point where you thought I need need to change? No, it's a funny moment. I still remember till now, you know, when in the winter time. Uh, I had an offer from a Russian club Rubin Kazan, you know, and uh, uh, it, it looks like everything agreed. <laughs> it's I still, you know, telling to the, you know, to the friends how it was funny, you know, to go to make a round around the stadium to say goodbye, and after three days we play Celtic if we go beat six zero something like that, and you're playing in that game. You know, it, it wasn't easy because. It looks like I am not there, and after three days you must play. You must play and uh, against big team. And uh, it was funny you going to the training to the Fernand and uh, the kitman from a Russian team. He's phoning you and asking uh, what what side is your boots, what side is your clothes, you know everything, you know. And it looks like you you leaving the club. It happens like that, but it was funny. It was funny <laughs> from that point of view, you know, that it looks like you are away, but you didn't, it, it didn't went, you know, the transfer. You you end up joining Russian football from then Tom Tomsk for a fee of around £200,000. Uh, before we, we go on to that, looking back at your time at Dunfermline, the five years, was it a hard decision to leave Scotland? I can't say it's hard, you know. Yes, I spent some some years, five years, that's a lot. But it, I think it was the right time about to leave, you know, and to try yourself in different league and different environment, you know, in different country. I don't think so. It was a sad moment. It, it wasn't like that. But I think the time was right, you know, to leave. I was, I, f- I still think that it was a, a right time, you know, to go and to, to play in different country. Yeah, and during your time at Dunfermline, who who were the main characters in the dressing room? So the Scott Thompson, he's 
he's he's something special, you know. I think uh, he played in every position except the goalkeeper. So and where he played as a striker, as a defender, as a side defender, a midfielder, he played well. So in the dressing room as well, he's uh, the main guy, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, and what was it like playing along beside guys like Gary Mason and Lee Bullen, Stevie Crawford, Craig Brewster? So I think we had a very good group of the players, you know, and uh, we spent a lot of time playing together. So understanding between us was it was improving every every year. So when you have the good guys, you know, good players, so it can happen, you know, that you can achieve something. Brilliant, Andres. And then, like we say, you, you spend the next 18 months of your career in Russian football. What what was it like for you uh, playing in Russia and, and living in Russia? You know, for me, it was a shock when uh, I arrived to Tom, you know, and was traveling from airport to the city. It was, you know, when you, when you spend about seven, eight years, you know, in Europe, playing in uh, countries like Holland and Scotland and you arrive to Russia. You know, I, I can't say that Russia, you know, the big uh, towns, big cities, uh, they are beautiful, beautiful. But when you play in a team like Tom Tomsk and uh, the city, it, it, it like, how to say, it's like old Soviet Union, you know, city, you know, it was shock for me at the beginning, but uh, the football quality in Russia, I think, is very good. And I played, I think, that year when I signed there, that that team uh, was highest. Uh, we finished highest, you know, in the in the league, you know, in all 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 time. So right now that team play in the first division, so never get up, you know, after that. But at that time. That team got a lot of money. It was oil company, the sponsor. So we're flying all the time with the charters, you know. Uh, we had good players. We had everything what you need, you know, to play football. The people likes football very much. So in every home game, it was about 15,000 full full house, you know. The the people recognizing uh, the football players. So it was it was something different, but but very, very good experience for me. Yeah, you spent two seasons in Russia before returning to Lithuania for a season with Vetra. Was, yes. that, a, was that a family decision to, to return home? Uh, at the end of the contract, I had a contract for uh, the beginning for 18 months. So they wanted me to, to sign. Uh, and it was looks it looks like everything agreed that I'm going to stay there. But in the last moment, I can't say I had a conflict with the coach. But uh, because of the coach, I didn't sign that contract. And it was very difficult time for me, 18 months without the family, you know, because when I left the Scotland, uh, I always live my, myself, you know, to travel to the Russia, to live there. It was, I would say, not possible because every time we go to the games, it's two days to go there, two days come back, you know, every time you need to fly about three, 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 four hours to the game. So the journey was big, you know, and uh, all the time, you know, you in the hotel. So the, the family, for family, we decided to live like that. So it was a time when I didn't see family for two months, you know, 
it helps only the national team game. So almost every month I, I had a game for national team. So I had the chances to, to, to see my family. But I never have been disappointed. I didn't sign, so I'm come back home. So I had some offers, but I wanted to settle down, you know, a little bit at home. So my, my second uh, second uh, daughter was born at that year as well. So it was a good time as well to come right. back. You play you play one season back in Lithuanian football, then have the opportunity to to join Polish football with is it Corona? Corona Kelsa, yes. Yeah. What what was your memories of your, your one season with, with Corona? It was a good club. I would say at that time, Corona, when I signed for them for the long time, they've been top of the league. The new stadium, the, the, the league in Poland as well. So it's it's not bad league. The interest of the people of the media is 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 very big there. I really liked my time there. I signed the contract for three years over there, but I had the option after one year to cancel my contract. And it happens uh, that uh, they had a problem, I don't know, in the past 10 years ago before I signed, you know, some corruption problems. So the Football Federation, uh, you know, uh, make a decision to put them to the second division, you know. So I decided not to leave and uh, sign for another club in, in Poland. So you, you signed for a, another Polish club, Jag, Jagiellonia Ballet Jagiellonia, yes. Jagiellonia, yes. You, you spend four seasons uh, there, including scoring in a cup final. What, what's your memories of, of that moment and scoring that goal? So for that club, it was the first time they played in the final. No, I think it's the second time. Second time, but this, this was the first trophy for this club, and I had the chance to score the goal. So we won that game. It was something special, of course. The finals always are something special. You have a habit of scoring in cup finals. And to be honest, I play about five or six cup finals. I score five goals in the finals. Incredible. So of course, it's a, in couple finals. I got the penalty kicks, you know, after the game, but. It counts as well. Still counts, mate. You, you yeah. then returned back to Lithuania in 2012 to Zalgiris before retiring in 2013. Reflecting back on, on your career, what, what's been the most special moment, would you say? When you look now, when you look back right now, of course, the, the, the signing for PSV at was something special. At that time, I, I didn't... Uh, I didn't think about that, uh, you know. But uh, when I see my career, you know, later on, so it was the biggest club, the biggest club in my career. And everything, what I meet there, you know, the environment, uh, the club, the, the stadium, the players, I never meet, me, never meet later on, you know. You know, I mean, I was... I was uh, in the team. There was a lot of big stars, so they made very big careers, you know. And I was, uh, I was a part of of that team. So that's, of course, I think uh, one of the biggest memories. Brilliant, brilliant, mate. And we we spoke earlier when you made your international debut. You were the highest capped player for your country until Salius Mikalunas. He's still playing. You. Can you imagine? He's still playing. 39 and he's still playing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so you made 84 caps after making your debut in 1996. 
You marked your 50th cap on the 7th of October 2006 with your first and only international goal. Do you remember that? Yeah, we're still joking with some players, you know. I'm uh, I'm telling them, at least I have one goal. You know, there is a lot of players who played uh, the same uh, same same games, about 60, 70 games. They didn't score at all. I scored one. It was the goal in Faroe Island. It was a winning goal in the last minute. At least I scored one and uh, this, uh, this goal brings uh, three points, you know. And you played your last game on the 11th of October 2011 against the Czech Republic. What, any memorable games or, or opponents during your international career? I would say I played against very big uh, national teams and uh, at that time I played, I uh, don't know, about four, five, six games against Spain. At that time Spain was uh, champions of... Uh, World champions, European champions. We played Italy two months after they won World Cup, and we drew in Napoli one-one against them. So play France four times maybe at that time, and they play you know Thierry Henry, big players as well. So I got so some very very good games against very good national teams. Fantastic. And obviously you're you're now retired from playing. What what is Andreas Skerla doing now? Are you still involved in football? Yes, I'm involved in football. So when I finished uh, my career as a football player, I was an uh, uh, assistant coach for uh, for Zalgiris Vilnius for another four four years. So we got very good time there. So I think in the those four years we won everything there, about 60 trophies in the row. So I was an assistant coach in the under-21 national team. I was assistant coach in the national team. And now I am second uh, second year as a head coach and uh, local team, Leg Hegelman. Do you, do you have aspirations to, to become a manager? I am the manager. I am right now. Ah, okay. I have... Yeah, I have all my badges, you know. I done that a couple of years ago, so I'm... Uh, I am right now as a head coach, you know, in, in that in that team. And would you like to be a head coach in the UK, maybe in Scotland? Of course, why not? One day. Of course, why not? Brilliant, mate. And just, just to finish off, uh, we like to do a, a top five. So this applies to your time at Dunfermline only. So your most memorable game playing for Dunfermline? Most memorable. I should say the cup final, but the week before when we played Celtic and we beat them, not every day you are beating the Celtic. I spent there five years and uh, during that time we beat them once. So I would say that game. So the Celtic was ready to celebrate championship and we spoiled that uh, that party. I would say that. Nice, mate. And who, who was your best mate at the, at the club during your time? You know, it's difficult to say the best mate. Uh, at the beginning, it was difficult for me. I got a language barrier, you know. We get great group of the players. We spent some, spent some time, you know, after the games uh, to go out somewhere else. But I wasn't that guy, you know, who is going uh, often. You know, maybe in the first two years when uh, we didn't have the kids, you know, with my wife, we go out. Uh, of course, we had a great time, you know, the lunches with uh, some football players, you know, but 
I I can say that they have won. No. No problem. And I think you've answered this one already, but the best player you played against? Henry Clarkson, for sure. So Easy one, that. And the favourite stadium you played in? I would say Parkhead. And, you know, when I, res- I, when I remember, you know, the games at Parkhead or Ibrox, I never met I never met in my career the atmosphere that kind of atmosphere you know I played in uh, stadiums like Parc de France 80,000 in Napoli 80,000 but the atmosphere like in Parkhead or in Ibrox you know it's something special you know when you play with a teammate who is near you 5 meters you can hear him so you can communicate it was something uh, unbelievable and final one, your favourite memory from your time spent in Scotland? My 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 daughter born, my daughter born in Scotland, but she never been there. So one day I will bring her here to so see we, where she where she where she born. We would love to welcome you back. So just let us know, Andreas, whenever you want to to come back to Dunfermline. I am ready. For Good me, man. I will be there. <laughs> Good okay. Man. It, th- thanks again for for taking part in the podcast. You're welcome. Been, You're welcome. Nice to see you. Nice to see you for a long time. Didn't see you, so good man. Thank you. Thank you, and, and uh, all all the best as head coach. We will maybe see you one day in Scotland. Thank you. Bye. Man. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, which is available on all popular platforms such as Apple iTunes. Spotify and Google Podcasts. Thanks to our guest in this episode of Walking Down the Holbeef Road. This podcast was produced by Jan Mokiewicz and music supplied by Stuart Dusty Miller. We look forward to speaking to another former par in the next episode.